Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks, and at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello and welcome to Vagina Talks. I am your host, Sophia Wise One. Welcome, my loves, to the show. It's an honor to have you here with me as always. I have had some recent insights, embodiment insights, contemplations about where the show is going, and I'm going to be shifting into telling more medicine stories and sharing some teachings and and talking some smack straight from my mouth to your ears, and uh, as well as really inviting you to reach out and come on the show with me uh, and ask Sophia Wise One and come and have a conversation. Today's show I am very excited to share with you. I made this recording years ago, four years ago now, after I had my initiation into womanhood. It is also the story of my naming Sophia Wise One, Daughter of the Wind. So this recording has been on my blog for years now, and I always kind of felt like it was tucked away, kind of hidden in there. Like you had to get, you had to like kind of be in there and already on on the inside and in the know to kind of come across it. That was one of the ways that I kind of helped kept it uh, safe 
And part of what I'm going through right now is finding safety in myself and finding safety while I express. So it's very exciting for me to be sharing this incredibly vulnerable and intimate tale on the podcast and wide and open, not tucked away and hidden. So there's a powerful thing in initiations and we're in powerful times. We need to be looking to things that are powerful and knowing that they are powerful. So I'm going to let the story speak for itself this round, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you and talking more about initiations as we journey together. All right, here it is. The story of my initiation into womanhood. The story is true, They, though it may or may not have happened this way. I'll do my best to recount this story in accurate detail, and yet my deeper commitment is to tell this story and share the medicine. I would say I ask, but really I require that this story be held in sanctuary and sanctity, and that anyone who may hear it on purpose or in the background or in any way only reinforces the wisdom, the healing, the knowing, and the transformation of this journey. And so I invite you to bring forth the you that knows how to hold stories like that. And I invite you to benefit in any and all ways that you could possibly from hearing this story. So with that said, I tenderly and vulnerably and courageously Move forward. So in fact, this story starts when a very wise and young friend of mine contacted me and asked me if I would do an initiation into womanhood for her on her 21st birthday. I was totally thrilled and excited and I said yes of course and she gave me very little instruction because she so deeply trusts me which made me really just drop kind of deep into my heart and listen and so uh, with her mother and with a little bit of insight from her we created a day and a ritual and a series in which when she entered, she was maiden, and when she exited, she was woman. And ritual is powerful and hilarious and wonderful. And although I've been blessed to experience lots of initiations and many, 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 many rituals, I realized at the end of that that I had never been held and ushered through this threshold 
like I had just ushered her. And so I thought, oh great, I'll do it for my 30th birthday. It'll be awesome, that'll be like a really powerful time. And then I immediately thought like, oh hell no, I can't do that. I'm getting married before I turn 30 and I wanna get married as a woman, as a grown ass woman, as an initiated embodied woman. And so for my bachelorette weekend, I asked my sacred dear friends to create an initiation into womanhood for me. And I gave a couple uh, requests of what I wanted to have involved in that time, and I bestowed the rest of it into their hands, trusting their wisdom and our sisterhood. So, my bachelorette weekend merged with my initia initiation into womanhood. And, oh, and my heartbeat gets very loud right now in my chest. So, I was incredibly blessed to have I could count, but it's not coming to me. Like 10 of us there. I think it was almost 10 of us. And maybe 10 of us there. Um, dear sisters, dear friends, and my mother, and my sister, and my brother. And so we embarked on the weekend. They stole me away. They took me to a house in the Poconos. And we kind of got unpacked and got settled and sat down around the fire pit for the journey. And I don't remember the order, but the day consisted of two very beautiful things. One of them was a series of games we played. Um, I grew up playing these games, cooperative play, they're called, you know, no competition, just uh, a structure that you then play in. Sometimes people call them trust games, cooperative play, lots of things, but we played together and we laughed and we softened and we uh, kind of melted together in our union. And the other thing we did that day was one of my most favorite and basic healing circle, women's circle, 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 uh, community circle ways of gathering, which is that each person just gets a chance to speak from their heart, speak from their soul, speak, and just have everybody listen and witness. And so we took the time and I was blessed to hear what filled the hearts and the souls of my incredible dear community that had gathered with me. And there were others there that couldn't be there in person, but that were so very, very there. And <sighs> that was magnificent. <laughs> and then I was instructed on what the rest of the ritual would be. I would cross through a threshold, like a physical marker, and I would cross into the other world. And while I was there, no one would see me. Everyone was instructed to essentially ignore me, not talk to me, not look at me, just kind of look past me, let me exist in this other place. And if I needed anything, I could make a request. I could cross that veil and say, you know, 
I, I need something. And if not, they would just let me be. And I, that time was mine. And when I was ready to come back, I would come back and cross the same threshold that I went through. So the time came and everyone kind of gave their blessings and their hugs and their kisses and, and whoop, off I went. And as soon as I crossed that, as soon as I crossed that, my heart pulled me in a straight line. I practically ran out of that yard and I opened the gate and I crossed the road. I had been told there was kind of up the street and across the way was a park. And so I crossed the road and I literally, as soon as that light changed and I was there, I ran. I mean, I ran till I thought my heart was going to explode. I ran so hard. And I like turned this hill and turned this corner into this field and then this forest at this distance. My heart just burst open and I began to weep because immediately without thought, I understood that I had promised this land I would come back. And I was back. I was keeping my promise. And it was from this deep, deep place and I thought... You know, my family's from the Poconos and this and that, but it quickly just dissolved and I just fell to the ground and I said, I promised I would be back and I'm back and here I am. And it was funny because this is how mystery works. I fell to the ground and I was crying and, and then I sat up just as like a jogger went by, you know, and it was like I had this kind of epic moment in this safe space and then I was kind of in this calm place that this person passed and again, I kind of saw the straight line ahead of me and I just walked and the paved path turned and there were these fallen trees that made an absolute threshold and I crossed straight into the woods and I felt a very clear calling so I went left and I went left in as straight as a line as I could and I went 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 and I would think that I was going to walk into a tree, but as I got closer, it was just a little bit to the left or just a little bit to the right. And I went and I went and I went. And then there was a steep drop and I went and I went and I went and I went and I climbed down and I sat down on the bank. And where I stopped and put my ass down, there was a log or a rock. There was a seat right there. Then I sat and I watched the water. And I remember now sitting next to that water and watching the ripple of the water and finding deep meaning and deep poetry in that moment and taking a deep breath and, and seeing this current, seeing this ripple, seeing this contact that touches the land and then ripples back out into the water. Imagining tide and imagining movement and imagining meaning. And then just as quick as I got there, very distinct information, very clear. I was up on my feet and I was walking in a straight line. And I walked and, and I walked. And again, the order of these things don't really matter. I walked and I found a piece of sun and I sat there and then I saw at a distance and a very distinct place to lay down. So I laid down and looked up and there square without any effort, relaxed position, boom, moon 
right in front of me, just moon. And so I just laid there and stared at the moon and took it in and just tried to surrender and feel the land and the earth that was right at the foot of a tree. And then that came to a completion and I moved and felt very, very clear to go sit in this very particular way on the other side of the tree. And I sit down, boom, and right in front of me without effort, the sun is pouring right into me and a stick is pointing like perpendicular right towards me. And I begin to get this deep, deep, deep opening as I realize that that moon, that pressing into the earth was helping me open. And so as I sat there with this sun, this masculine, I realized to receive that masculine, I needed to push in to the earth. That as I pushed into the tree and as I pushed into the earth, I opened to receive. I opened to receive that the harder I pressed into the earth, the more I came into this body, onto this planet, the more I could receive this this light, this strength, this clarity, this direction. And I journeyed again, stood up with clarity, walked straight, 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 until I found a moment that I couldn't walk anymore, or I'd stop and I'd look around and I'd go, what is this about? And then I would see something, a leaf, a caterpillar, a spider that made laugh out loud sense. And it happened again and again and again. And then I found myself in this in this spot where I saw two paths and one was shadowy and one was kind of illuminated. And and I thought about the scene in Beauty and the Beast and it's like, oh, am I always choosing the hard path? Why am I always choosing the hard path? Like, oh yeah, yeah, you know. And so I walked, so I just kind of had this moment, but I went with the one that my body wanted to go through. And that was this kind of darker, trees fallen path and I walked on that path until and many of those trees that looked in the way were not in the way in fact they created threshold after threshold for me to walk under or through and then I came to a point and then I turned and I walked in that straight line and there I arrived on a log where I sat down perfectly lit by sunset And I saw that it was perfect. I took off my shoes and I planted my feet in the earth and I stood in this perfectly dappled sunset as in there was one dapple and that was what I sat inside of. And I pressed my feet into the earth. And then I slowly followed my way, dot, 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 and then boom, I was on the road. And I walked down the road a while until I came to this glen, and again, my heart burst open, and I knew that this, this was the place I had made the vows. This was the very place that I said I would come back to, and it was covered in green. It was covered in green. And I can't tell you what happened right now, but I know I spoke to the land, and I heard the land. And we had a conversation that was needed. There were memories that that land shared with me that I honored. That I loved. And then released. 
which makes sense why I don't remember them now. And then it was very clear, time to go. So I'm walking back up the road, back up the road, back up the road, and I'm thinking very clearly, like, it's time to go back, it's time to go back right now. Get this, you know, I gotta go back. And I... I start going back and I see the road that I came and this kind of road that splits and it's very clear so I take the road that splits and as I come out on this upper road it's literally an upper road it's this parallel road to the one I had gone in in and I'm up and I'm looking down and as I'm walking along this top of this hill I'm looking down and I'm seeing the path of my childhood I'm seeing the path of the maiden I'm seeing the path of myself previous to this place and I can see the thresholds and I kind of trace back and I see how and I know deep in my bones that I will not cross that threshold again that I have walked that journey, I have walked that path, and that the time of childhood was complete. And so with this kind of shedding, as I walked down this other path, so now I'm perpendicular, I've like made a turn and I'm kind of walking back straight down, I'm elated, I feel this light, I feel this joy, there are birds in the bushes and I look across and I can see these perfect views of all these thresholds, I can see where I walked and journeyed and I can adore them and I do. And I walk and I'm dancing, just giddily walking along. And I walk along, and as I cross a big bridge, I see a bunch of children with their dog, and I say hello, and we have this moment. And then I walk into the house, and everybody kind of looks at me and then quickly lets me, you know, like they don't even really look at me. As soon as they see me, they very intentionally give me my space. And I go upstairs, and I run myself a bath. It's very clear very clear it's bath time. Now this is a claw-footed bath with a chandelier over it. I mean it is exquisite. It's an exquisite moment, an exquisite place. And I look on the edge of there and there's candles and I look on the edge and there's you know bath soak things and I make myself this luxurious bath. You know I've crossed these thresholds, I've done this journey and now I soak in the bath. My mind kind of begins to run, and the message I get is just relax, just relax, just relax, just relax. So I begin to soften, and I soften, I soften, and I open. And then I realize that I need help, and I need witnessing. There is a practice that has been shared with me that I've been trained in that I do called holistic pelvic care. And now what I do is very much an integrated, merged aspect of all the work that I do. But this training is what gave me permission and guided me on how it is to work inside a woman's body. On the fascia, on the tissue, on the energy, on the beauty and the gifts and the wounds that we hold there. And since one of my friends, one of the initiators in this, does body work, I called to her. 
And in fact, I didn't even call to her. I, I was terrified and I didn't want to. And I heard footsteps outside the bathroom door. So I quickly got up, just kind of went with it, opened the door. And I thought it was another friend that I was going to ask to go get her, but it wasn't. It was just the woman I needed. And so I said to her, I want to know if you'll do a session on me because this pain had risen in my body. And I said, and I want you to ask everybody who is around if they would be willing to come and witness this session. And I took a moment and we had a conversation about who, who is, who is everybody? And do I want to push some people and this and that? And I said, you know what? It's just, it's very clear to me that the people who are the right people will want to come and the people who uh, don't need to be here, don't need to be here. And so she said, okay. And she went off and I climbed back in the tub and minutes went by. And then she came back and my sister and two other of my sisters <laughs> came in with her. And they all very quietly and also kind of with smiles and like kind of laughing and kind of being like, oh, craziness. We just kind of gathered in this way. They just kind of set themselves up around the, around the tub and, and I said, okay. And the session began. And very quickly, the session became very painful. And at first there was no great information or messages or images. It was just really intense pain. Uh, for those of you who have ever had it, like fascial pain, myofascial pain, like kind of, it's a special kind of muscular pain as well as muscles. And eventually that pain actually kind of peaked and, and opened into this seeing. And as I laid there and as I breathed and as I, you know, it's like press my feet and relax my legs and take a deep breath and relax my arms and relax my jaw and use my breath as my ally and do all the things that I have learned and that I cultivate and that I show up to these opportunities, these pressures of where my truth is being trapped. And the only thing to free it that's required is my courage, is my showing up. So I did all of these things. And as I did all of these things, my sister appeared and began to hold my head. And then one of my friends held my feet. And then my other friend held my hand. 
and they held me as this excruciating pain opened up into a myriad of memories. see and feel so much of the room. And of myself. What's coming forth as the thing that I know, that I can say, that I can share in this moment is I was held and I had companionship while I excavated dark corners that I had never been conscious for because the moment they became trapped was the moment they happened. So never in this body, in this life had I remembered and felt what I was feeling. And I was held there, I was steadied, I was loved, I was heard, I was seen. And I began to fiercely bless everything. And then I began to have a very fierce fight with Jesus. I said, I'm so sick of being in the tomb. Like, I'm so sick of the martyrdom. I'm so sick of the suffering. Like, I'm so sick of the wisdom being underground and hiding. I'm so sick of us having to be afraid of what we know and what is healing. Like, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, I'm over this martyrdom. Like, like the only success is like doing it and then getting fucked up. Like, no, no, like I am furious and I'm over it. And as I ranted and as I felt that, it of course opened to remember that we're already out of the tomb. that in the story of Jesus, he hasn't gone back in the tomb. None of us needs to go back in the tomb. And in that moment, more of me came out of my tomb. And this is where my name comes from. Because what began to pour out of my mouth was this. They will call me Sophia Wise One. And when they forget my face, they will call me mother and child. 
When they forget my face, they will call me lover. They will call me friend. They will call me Sophia Wise One. They will call me Sophia Wise One, and when they forget my face, they will call me Durga. They will call me innocent. They will call me lost. They will call me forgotten. They will call me found. They will call me Sophia Wise One. When they forget my face, they will call me all the things that they see. And when they see me, they will call me Sophia Wise One. They will call me Sophia Wise One. And this went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Until those calls no longer were in disbelief, but in remembering. In remembering my devotion to the, the beautiful Sophia, the big Sophia, my immense devotion, my aspect, my incarnation, my little thread of the divine that is massive in my own being, just as your divine thread is massive in your being, I remembered and felt her and began to explode in song. Explode in song. And in that time and in that healing, I asked my sisters various questions for their own journey. Do you accept your healership? Do you accept your warriorship? Do you accept? And I called them in. I joined them in my remembering. I asked them to join me and each and every one said yes. Each and every one said yes as they pulled me through. <sighs> and then it was done. And I had worn, and they left the room. And I had worn my kind of ceremonial whites, if you will, I had worn them into the woods and they were covered in mud and covered in dirt and they were perfect. And I said, what am I gonna wear now? Now what am I gonna wear? And I went and I had put this dress in the bag. And this dress was my mother's. It's been around a long time and my sister and I used to love it. We'd call it the princess dress because it has this high waist. and flowy, massive skirt. And I put it on and I walked through the house and I went out into the yard and I went into the portal and then I emerged out of the portal and they were all there to greet me and they did. And they greeted me. And my mother, my mother, she looked at me and said, You've changed. I know these things are like real, but you look different. Like you are different. My little girl is no longer. This is, this happened. You look different. And I felt different in that moment, profoundly different. 
and we went inside and we ate dinner. And I began to share a little tiny bit, but not much. And we ate together and we laughed together. And when my mother saw me wearing that dress, she laughed because... I think someone else told me this that night. My mother said, it's funny that she picked that dress. I said, why? And she said, because I wore that dress a lot when I was pregnant. Always when she was pregnant, like with all of us. Like she wore that dress a lot. And there I was in it as a woman. And that night, I slept in a different uh, no, I think that we were only there that one night. And so that night, as I decided where I wanted to sleep, I decided to sleep next to my brother. And sleep is a funny word because I didn't really sleep that night. I laid in a integrating, quiet, buzzing stillness. And my brother, who's an excellent snuggler, wrapped around me like a big spoon and held me. And one of the most precious things about that is that the day I was born, I was born at home off Spruce Street in Center City, Philadelphia, Spruce and Kamak, in my parents' bedroom. And as my mother pushed me into the world, my father sat ready to catch me, and my brother placed his hands inside my father's, and the first person to touch my head was my brother. And so that night, I laid there again, caught and held by this incredible love. And when I woke the next morning, I sat outside and I wrapped myself in this, like, really incredible cow blanket, like cow skin. I mean, it was just gorgeous and soft, and cows to me are just incredible beings. They, when I, when I sit with them, when I work with them, when I meditate on them, when I eat them, whenever, whatever it is, there's always this way in which they are teaching me peace, the truth of peace. And I always ask them to teach me peace, to come into me and show me the way of peace. And so I wrapped myself and sat there in the sunshine, new the next day, new as the sun came up, 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 up. And we gathered, we cleaned the house, we did the things you gotta do. And maybe we didn't do that first, maybe we did that second, but we gathered in a circle and we sat and they listened to my story. And I told them the story. And one of the things my mother said to me at the end of it was, the story needs to be told, Sophia. And I said, I know.
and when we gathered and I was still wearing that dress and we completed, we completed that time. It was really incredible. And so I think I got home from then and then shortly after that was ready to take the dress off and allow that journey to be in my bones. I'll say one more thing because I'm kind of telling you the story of my name and we're on the the, the time of the of uh, being in DC. Months previous to all of this, in the fall, I had gone down to visit my bestie and I was walking in the woods and I had been contemplating on my name, kind of a spirit name and um, I was thinking about making more music and thinking about a music name and I was just kind of I don't even remember, but I just remember sitting there. Maybe I wasn't even thinking about names. I don't know. But I was sitting. I'd gone. She was at work, and I'd gone for this walk. And uh, sitting under these trees, this wind came up, and I heard it clear as day, daughter of the wind. And it felt like such a blessing. I mean, that's exactly what it felt like, a boon, like a blessing. Like this, the wind just crossed, crossed me and just, just named me what I am, daughter of the wind. And it just felt so delicious and so sweet. And I just kind of held that and just kind of let that... Oh, it wasn't the fall. It was the spring. It was like a year previous. It might have even been a year to the date previous. Because it was before last June craziness. So, a year before. Daughter of the Wind brushes by me. Then, the beginning of April, Sophia Wise One comes to me in this space. But I have no idea it's a naming. And then, after my 30th birthday... I, so this is in June or July, we're kind of journeying through the time here, I'm reading somebody's Facebook status, and she's telling the story of her journey, and when she received her name, and then it just hit me like a, I mean, like a bag of bricks, like it just hit me like, oh my gosh, and I just felt it through my whole body. I just heard it through my whole being. Sophia Wise One, Daughter of the Wind. This title, this truth, this name, this naming, and it was totally wild. And I was like, oh my god, that's so intense. And I was like, whoo, you know, because I always secretly, you know, really wanted a spirit name, but then also secretly, like, really hoped I would never get one because I didn't want it to be, like, weird and it's like I try really hard to be like approachable and understandable and to be a bridge between people and demystifying things and, and so then I got this name you know Sophia Wise One Daughter of the Wind and it makes me laugh and more than makes me laugh makes me stand in a deep way from a deep place and calls forth an agreement about who I am that is It feels in the most true and non-dramatic way, it feels epic. It feels it feels simple and whole. And in the way that wholeness is so different from what we're often experiencing here. That's really profound. So there you go. There's my initiation into womanhood, my naming story, and my surprise wedding. So before we part again, thank you for holding all of this 
story and all of my journey in your in your sacred place wherever you keep things not secret but but held and may my story honor you and your wholeness and may my sharing it strengthen my awakening and and bring me even truer onto my path love to all light to all and peace to all sadnam Thank you for listening and being with me here today on Vagina Talks. I want to thank you for your spaciousness. And uh, be sure to hit me up on Instagram or any of the other ways you reach out to me. I would love to know what touched you. This has been quite a journey. This was four years ago now for me. And I have been walking and being invited and called forth by my name for all that time and it's a treasure to be with you here as Sophia wise one daughter of the wind all right blessed be be in touch thank you so much for listening thank you so much and thank you sam thank you sophia <laughs> Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that, though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.